You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hello, everyone. It's that time of year where we look back at all the stuff we did. Uh, this year, we could actually do stuff. It's been a little while that you know since we could actually be doing stuff, but with the pandemic and all that. Uh, but yeah, so Scott, John, and I, I almost said Scott, Keith, and I, but I'm Keith, uh, look back at all of our favorite things that we've enjoyed over the year, comic books, movies, music, shows, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, quick programming note, there is no garbage time this week because of the holidays. We do apologize to that. We'll make sure to get back on that uh, in 2023. Thank you so much for supporting us. As always, if you head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to 9 Deluxe, you'll get some bonus features with garbage time, but not this week. And uh, we'll see you in 2023. Bye. Feel a little surprised. We were the year end here. Why? Because the year end, like, did it surprise you that it is about to be year end? That we're at time of recording, we are eleven days remaining of the year that was twenty twenty two. I mean, you're right. Yep, it's kind of surprising. This this whole (laughs) year crept up on me. It's like, huh? Yeah, jumped up on you. Uh, I saw a thing the other day about the uh, an analysis of the lyrics. Of simply having a wonderful Christmas time with Paul McCartney. Okay. How okay. it begins with they were just sort of like, yo, Paul McCartney was definitely doing a dark ritual and then someone walked in on him, right? <laughs> like okay. verse one is the mood is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's and that's enough. And then they're like, simply having a wonderful Christmas. And I was like, that's a, you're starting to mood is right the spirit's up we're here tonight and that's enough like let's do this ritual i thought it could also be sex could also be sex and then they're just sort of like and then also they point out later the idiot children the choir of children sing their song they practiced all year long and that song is children going ding dong ding dong really kids all year all year long the choir of children was practicing a song that consisted solely of the words ding dong again and again is this a bit kids. about making fun of Paul McCartney's having a wonderful Christmas? I mean, it's just that it's, you know, it's like, it's such a, there's other no, no, stuff but... going on in that song. And I think that also now, here, gear and review, guys, since we've watched the Beatles documentary, we know that Paul McCartney just writes this shit out of his ass. Yeah, but he was also a perfectionist if you didn't get it right. So maybe those kids were like, we got it. Ding dong. Ding. He's like, no, practice all year. Again. <laughs> I'll see you next Christmas. I'm ready this Christmas. I need. I need. We can only record this song at Christmas time. We cannot record otherwise. So go back and practice your ding dongs, you ding dongs, and get me another cup of tea. McCartney out. Uh, Also, I mean, it was a pretty big uh, year for the World Cup. The World Cup just happened. I watched it. I watched the finals, and it was like the greatest soccer game of all time. And then it went to penalty kicks because soccer is the stupidest sport. <laughs> that was it? They won? They ended the World Cup final with penalty kicks? Yep. Well, they have Not to. the first time. See? That happens pretty often. Yeah. Hmm. But, however, they went to penalty kicks at a game that was tied 3-3 that both teams scored in extra time, like when they had the extra 30 minutes. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like they were playing to penalty kicks, like playing like lame 
kind of clunky shutdown defense, whatever. Like both teams are pressuring hard. Although two of France's three goals were on penalty kicks within the match, which are kind of lame, especially since one of them. It's pretty par for the course in hockey town. No. No, power plays? You don't think people score a lot? Power plays, yeah, but a straight-up penalty kick? A penalty shot? Penalty shots are pretty rare in hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen a hockey game where two penalty shots are awarded in a game. I think I was equating a penalty shot in soccer to a power play in. No, like a power play in the closest thing to a power play in soccer, Scott, would be like like a, like kind of almost a corner kick, sort of. <laughs> like so you get either that or the other extreme of a red card. Well, yeah, I mean a red card is an actual power play, but then it's a power play for the rest of the match. Yeah. But yeah, but like a corner kick is where you kind of like get to set all your guys up and run a set play. That would be, mm. I think, the closest to just like a little little baby penalty. I guess uh, so. So but, who won? Uh, Argentina won, which was, I think, the correct outcome uh, on account of the fact that France's two goals were um, on two of their three goals were on penalty kicks. And, and the first one was like, it was definitely a dive, but it was like a well-done dive. Like, I was like, as it happened live, I was like, oh, that is definitely a penalty. And then when they showed it, like, like in slow-mo, I was like, oh, man, this guy, like, like it was like a hockey embellishment, not a soccer embellishment. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy got like, like, ten, like it's like kind of like when you see some guy kind of get like the stick in the skates in hockey mm-hmm. and then takes a fall. You're like, he did not have to fall when a, st- when a stick hit his skates, but since that's a penalty... You might as well fall. And it's not like he, like, writhed around in pain afterwards either. But, like, in live play, it absolutely looked like a penalty. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was definitely a penalty. But uh, and then, but it was, yeah, it's exactly kind of what you wanted from a soccer game. Like, uh, Mbappe, who's the French superstar goal scorer, scored all three of their goals. Uh, oh, Messi, who's the superstar Argentinian player. like, And Mbappe's, like, 23 and Messi's, like, 38. But they're, like, basically the two extreme. It's, like, almost a almost like a, a Wayne Gretzky versus Sidney Crosby kind of situation. Like if they somehow got wow. to play against each other <laughs> kind of thing, like you're like, these are absolutely two of the like, well, I mean, if Mbappe keeps the career up that he's having, like absolutely the, like the, the current aging pinnacle of the sport and the new up and coming pinnacle of the sport, getting a face off in a world cup final. So all that's awesome. sort of what you want to see as terms of the sport. And then Salt Bay ruined it all in the end. <laughs> How does Salt Bay have anything to do with that that is the question the internet is asking themselves again and again as somehow so the fact that he made it to the world cup final is i guess not necessarily impossible he's like a rich man now he owns like restaurants and stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that crap but the fact that he got into onto the pitch like during the celebrations that's a little insane like that's a that's a pretty exclusive place to be the fact that he then started like mingling with the argentinian players and like holding the trophy and like kissing it and posing for pictures and stuff is like very upsetting to a lot of international soccer fans. That's As amazing. Like FIFA's like official statement about the World Cup is that like it, it is players, former winners, and foreign dignitaries who touch it, like and high ranking wow. and like and high ranking members of FIFA. Like that is like who is supposed to touch it? So that there's all these Salt Bay on his Instagram like touching it and doing his little salt gesture on, over the this- World Cup. Be honest with me here. This doesn't improve your opinion of Salt Bay. Nope. No. Do you remember when Def Leppard <laughs> what handled the, the Stanley? Yeah, Cup like when Def Leppard put the Stanley down? Cup upside down, and I was like, "No, thank you, sir." 
like it, uh, like the fact that the fact that he got down onto the field and and got some photos or whatever i'm like fair play if you can like finagle your way down there but then don't be like grabbing the cup and like and touching it like like if i could somehow get onto the ice during a stanley cup celebration i would don't get me wrong i don't think i would like lift the cup and kiss it and touch it and pretend like i want it like I if don't it think would get I... a whole lot of attention, and you're a public figure seeking attention, and it's only going to benefit your establishments. I mean, I, I don't mean... think it is. A lot of people are like calling for him to be permanently banned from all FIFA interactions and whatever else. Uh, FIFA's FIFA's like apparently has to issue an apology for this shit because like oh, he violated. The... Like that's I don't know, man. FIFA's a pretty sketchy organization. I don't think being on the wrong side of them is necessarily where you want to be. I mean, as you a are correct boy. that they are a sketchy organization, but I would, I would, I would, I would bet legitimate money if we looked at Salt Bay's revenue pre-molesting <laughs> a cup and post-molesting <laughs> a cup. I bet the post would be higher. I don't know. Someone had, I like the know. great. I think there's going to be a lot of rich people who are just mad enough not to want to be seen with him. Like he's a European like, restaurateur, gonna... right? Europeans take their soccer real seriously. Like now, you're not going to want to like like if you're like a and high class. People go to his restaurants for the gram, right? So do they really want to hashtag themselves at his place this week? I don't know. We'll see if how he spins it. I'm I'm curious. I don't know. I, it's it's it, for sure. It's just it's 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 just a dumb thing. And like <laughs> one of there there is a the great interaction though. Of uh, he like he like grabs and like pulls on Messi's arm to try to like drag him into a picture, and Messi just looks at him and is like, "What the hell is this?" and just like walks away. <laughs> like, nice. just, like he's like, "Why is this happening? Why is this weird guy with a little ponytail and sunglasses trying to like pull me?" I just you know won the World Cup. Get out of here, you. Anyway, kind of and amazing. then uh, like, and then fun like, fun that stuff doesn't say so much about about him as it does about FIFA's bad security. You know, how do they not have people? Well, there's also pictures. I mean, this guy, I don't like also what is the I guess. You know who I blame? This is who I blame. Elon Musk. Oh, hot take. Well, because Elon Musk was there at the World Cup final and it posted pictures earlier with Salt Bay. And I think that it's like Elon Musk's love of memes that like elevated Salt Bay into a position where he could even get down on the pitch. Like, I was, because I'm saying, like, who's getting this guy in? And then I was like, wait a second. He was posting pics with Elon earlier in the game. Elon loves memes and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> inflates the value of, like, internet cred because Elon's a crazy person. That I feel that, like, walk inside, like, I feel like Elon can easily get down onto the field when, like, all the rich people are storming. He's, like, one of the richest people in the world. He could probably, probably. stroll down there. And if, like, if Salt Bay is just, like, whoosh, little, like, Grima worm tongue in behind Elon, <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's prob- probably the door gets like op- held open for Elon and-, and Salt Bay sneaks in behind him. You say that, but Elon's had a rough couple of weeks. Oh sure, Boy, but I mean, getting... you know where I feel that he hasn't had a rough couple of weeks? The free and proud country of Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he's doing okay in Qatar. Yeah, what makes I mean... you say that? I mean, I don't think that there's, like, that much open communication. And, like, do you think that, like, what he's doing on Twitter even, like, is a news blip there? No, but all all them electric cars he's selling, them Qataris love their oil. Nah, I suppose. I don't think they, I think they're, it's just a quaint. I mean, he's not selling that many electric cars compared to, like, Ford and GM. You can just pay for human life in Qatar. We we learned that this year with FIFA. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything fun goes back to being illegal in Qatar now. (laughs) (laughs) 
so what, what is that? This is the that was a little a little pop culturey stuff. What what's the 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 twenty twenty two? Where do we want to go? Do we want to go TV shows, books, music, movies, concerts? Oh yeah, video games? concerts. Concerts. Where did concerts. I go? This year? I, I had no a baby way. go from uh, four months to a year in four months. Actually, more than that, five. Mm-hmm. Five to a year and five. So I've I've not had a, a very pop culture year. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's start with I think like low hanging fruit. Let's talk about TV shows. Fruit. Oh damn it! Everybody watch Which White Lotus. That's big right now. It's White Lotus. Did anyone watch White Lotus? <laughs> no. No, I think I, it's on the list. I gotta gotta circle back. See two seasons in, and everybody who's into it is like so into it. What is it? It's like Jennifer Coolidge and uh, Aubrey Plaza. It's kind of like uh, like making fun of like glitterati rich people, like and apparently it's very like kind of dark comedy style stuff. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> lots of lots of uh, fantasy television out there this year. Lots and lots of it. Yeah. I, did anyone watch Willow? Yep, I started Willow. How's Willow? Very fatal. Lots of people die. Hmm. They they're not afraid of like introducing the party. This is this is the group of seven who will go on the oh six. Five. Damn it. Like, Here's really? Jim. He's part of the group now. <laughs> I wonder what his story Oh, he just got shot with an arrow. He also he did. dead. This guy's probably the, the, the mini boss of the seat. No, he's He's dead too. They killed him. I don't. Wow, this is a dangerous world. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember that from the movie. I thought well, it was about a pig. It's not the, this, this is a sequel. Willow. Willow was about a pig. I think. Are you thinking of Babe? Babe was about a pig. Willow's about a little. Yeah, wasn't there a disappearing pig? <laughs> Black Cauldron was about a pig, but no. Willow. I mean, at one point, one of the characters, Mad Mardigan, gets turned into a pig. Isn't there isn't there a disappearing baby trick? They're going after the baby. He uses the pig to swap out with the baby. Pig runs sure. off. Am I, am I confusing? I don't believe that is the integral plot of the film, though. You're out of your mind. It's all about pigs. <laughs> you're like you're you're in, in the video store. You look at the back of the dust jacket. John Leckman says one of the greatest fantasy uses of a pig I've ever seen. Ranks among uh, all-time films with, you know, like, pig trickery. So do you remember the name of, of the pig from The Black Cauldron? I think it was Henwin. Yes. I just like... Uh, my favorite fantasy pig is the pig from your Dungeons & Dragons game, John. Where, mm. we, where, where we had a poisoned-up pig for To Kill a Displacer Beast, and then for some reason Eric ruined the whole plan, so the poisoned-up pig did not die. And then we made the pig the mascot of our tavern. And his name was... I do Hamlet. believe his name was Hamlet. Hamlet, which is a great name for a pig. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aside from, from Willow, there was uh, Rings of Power, the most expensive... Like, shockingly year. expensive. Bananas expensive. Right? Like, I, like we were talking about that uh, this past weekend. I was hanging out with Andrew. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, House of the Dragon is, like, one of the most expensive shows. And he's like, no, dude, look it up. Like, House of the Dragon was hitting, like... 10 to 20 million an episode and rings of power apparently clocking in at like a billion dollars for the season yep. so like a hundred million dollars an episode 
I was there's like, ten episodes, and they each cost a hundred million dollars. No, that's... they didn't each cost a hundred million dollars. A lot of it was the licensing rights, which was yeah. upfront, something like six hundred million dollars. Okay, okay. But, but I mean, but that 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 still is a thing that has that to be like navigated and. That's yeah, still a thing that that's money like, is spent, and they only made ten episodes. So you put that in the cost. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like it, that that goes into cost of the making the show, even if it's not necessarily episode production. And like, and presumably that cost was also factored into the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Like they had to get the license to make the Lord of the Rings trilogy from the Tolkien estate and whatever. So did, like, did that six hundred million go the, to the descendants of the Tolkien? It like, must. I think so. Yeah, a lot I of those they things. All the licensing. Yeah, they didn't like sell it wow. off to like Disney or anything. That's incredible. Damn incredible. it! Why aren't? Why isn't our granddad J.R. Tolkien? What a what a waste! Who? <laughs> what what fucking what? This whole like okay, Disney definitely gets more out of this system than the Tolkien's do. But what a waste! Young young grandson Tolkien could have done something with his life instead. He's going to be, you know. A six hundred millionaire. I mean, it's okay though, but there, I'm sure that if he wanted to do anything, he'd be he'd be granted like a a, a smooth sailing path of nepotism through whatever it was. <laughs> like that I, that whole I mean, Hollywood nepotism is currently like a trending thing on like social network, and I'm like, yeah, but obviously, like I'm like, <laughs> like not and and not even to be like, oh, because Hollywood's corrupt, but I'm just like, yeah, like your dad wants you to get a good job, and if your dad is Hollywood elite, he wants you to get a good Hollywood elite job. And all the dads want their kids to do well. I'm like, it's almost human nature. Like, not to say it's okay, but it's like, yeah, like friends and family and stuff like that kind of watch out for friends and family. So if they all happen to be elite, that's how it's going to go. Like, I'm not saying it's how it no, should no, I'm go. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at the argument this way. Would you rather the, the Tolkien grandkids get their share of $600 million or that they sold off all the licensing rights to... AOL in 1998 for seven million dollars, and then within their lifetime they get to see a billion dollars go into corporate coffers. But both of you. those options are ridiculous. There's a third option, which is that copyrights last like 11 years, and that's it. So you're done. You don't get to live off of your shit for the rest of your life. And yeah. So then I was gonna say, so Amazon can just make make a billion dollars without paying anybody for it because it's there's no copyright. Well, but people would be making new things, and new things would be happening all the time, and it would be way more interesting. Why would That's Amazon the... pay someone for new things when they can just take... I was like, if anything, 2022 or the last, like, 10 years of cinema and television show is that people do not want new things, John. People want yeah. comfortable and familiar. And I mean, John, they can do that. You can, you can make Dracula anytime you want. It's there. And people have. Who were we hanging out with the other day? Scott, who was like blown away by the fact that like <laughs> Dracula was just a Marvel character, we're like, yeah, man, because Dracula's Mel Kinsella. Yeah, exactly. She's like, wait a second, Dracula's a Marvel we're character. Out with the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, man, Dracula's like, like you can anybody could use Dracula. There's a Marvel version of Dracula. There's a DC version of Dracula. Dracula's everywhere. Yep, he fights the Super Friends. He fights the Amazing. Spider friends. Yeah. Batman versus Dracula. It's a thing. Great. <laughs> uh, um, Sandman came out. That was a pretty big deal. Really, really liked it. I think I think that was a tip-top adaptation. Uh, it is definitely the show I watched the most this year. 
that was new, and I got to six episodes, or seven. That's not true. You finished Archive 81, sir. Oh, yeah, I did. But that didn't come out this year, did it? Yeah, it did. It just came out in, <laughs> like, Jan or Feb. It was a... Oh. This is a long year. Yeah, it, it sure it, was. It, this year started in lockdown, you guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, Archive 81 was this year, and uh, that was good fun. Good podcast sure. tie-in. I liked it. I kind of, like, I'm half sad it did the old Netflix cancellation situation, but also I don't tremendously have a lot of faith in where it would have gone. They, they could have, they, they would have had to make it like a like an episodic kind of thing where there's there's nothing connected to that old story and they went in to do something new. Yeah, or I don't, something. Yeah. Like, it, it was such an outer limitsy ending, too. Like, being like, he's trapped in the 90s. And I'm like, yeah, just leave it. It's fine. That's, yeah. that's, an, that's an okay way for this all to have wrapped up. Is that like, yeah, he kind of saved the universe, maybe, but like landed himself out of time. Very like Cthulhu y, which was mm-hmm. obviously, I think, a giant draw and inspiration. Of course, of course, of, of course. Of what they, of very, what they were very doing. good HP Lovecraft inspired kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Time started last year and ended in January. What did? That was the Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was how he. We kicked off the year with the f- end of of that series. Did they do also, just one book in the in the in the season? Yeah, and even then, it felt pretty sped up at certain parts. They didn't yeah. really linger, yeah. which was a shame. It's like that Game of Thrones thing. Like, stop! You don't. You, you can make fifteen episodes. You don't need to get it all done in eight. I don't know. I feel like a lot of those fantasy stuffs. They just. They just don't want to waste any time. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, I guess here's my my take is one of those, uh, like those shows. They must have like such crazy, like set pieces and whatever else that you're just like, yeah, like we can't. We have so many locations and probably such an aggressive shooting schedule that like you probably end up like cutting a bunch of crap from your source material just to be like, yeah, we can't fly the crew out to wherever the swampy yeah. part of the world for like I don't a even year. I don't even need that. I need more like in the last season of Game of Thrones, there was that episode where Tyrion was just kind of sitting around and shoot, shooting the shit with people again. Yeah. And I was like that. Just do that. More of that. Like do you know what took its fucking time? Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Like think right? of how patient it was. You got to like feel like you were in every set that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. And and you didn't always need stuff happening to like keep my interest. You could just have <laughs> the characters sitting around the campfire being like, Man, it's fucked up. We 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 we're in this haunted city of the dead that corrupts you, like Oh, let's all go to bed. No, like just sit around and talk and like develop your characters and improv if you want. You don't even have to script it. Just have the characters like talk about things that they would have done when they were 12 year olds in the two rivers and film it go give me give me five minutes of that and make me feel like they're not Sounds getting like web exclusive content sir <laughs> just it's like the, the thing that game of thrones did wrong it made it feel like they were getting across the world way too easily way too fast and yeah. and that that takes away from the epic tale when they're not doing anything that yeah they're like you fun. don't have that you don't have the if you had like the fellowship like teleporting to each destination and didn't have those little like 
long stretches of walking and campfires and whatever like are they even becoming a crew like or are they just you know zipping around and, and being like now we're at mount doom now we're immortal it's now we're fighting the that they aren't a little more you know aggressive about filming extra stuff like that it's not like they're paying for for film anymore you know yeah the um yeah. once you I have know, everybody like, there whatever in these costume, test audiences the are doing being like i feel like nothing's happening just just the opposite of me because that's that's what i want yeah. in my fantasy i want more of that like Whenever some party has to make it across the continent, I want it to feel like it's a long freaking walk. I always that was always one of my favorite like throwaway jokes in the MCU is in Civil War where they're like they're like jet setting around and then it's like Sokovia, DC, whatever else like that, and like all the Avengers are like bum and like like posing or whatever, and then like Ant Man is like, oh, what what time is it? Where are we? Why are you guys not jet lagged? God, how do you get used to this? <laughs> like, like Black Widow and Cap and Iron Man are just like no problem jet setters, but like small time crook, like uh, never leaves think. California. Yeah, something Lang, no Scott Lang, Scott Lang. Yeah, small time crook Scott Lang is just like what, <laughs> like just sleeping in a van. We got to go fight Iron Man now. What the hell is happening? I was like, it's true, like. It's fine in a superhero movie. People jet around all the time, but especially in fantasy, you're like, you can't, you can't have zippy travel. Even in Indiana Jones, when they do that red dotted line across the map thing, yeah. they'll often cut to him in the back of the plane with his hat over his face, just being like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. You didn't watch Peacemaker yet, did you, Scott? Uh, no, I don't need to eat that many dicks for America. Dude, you need to. It's it's so funny. It's so good. It's like it's like on par with like I mean not on par. It's it's cert- it's not as gross as the boys, which also there was a new season of the boys. That was fun. Uh but yeah, you really need to watch Peacemaker. And it has your favorite your favorite uh Pro character. Yes, I know you can't see him. Ah, yeah, but what's his name? The stupid the other guy. Yeah, exactly. It has vigilante. It has yeah. a, a dweeby vigilante. The unpunisher. That's pretty big year for James Gunn, right? He kicked it off with like he did a real good job on Suicide Squad in like twenty twenty one, got Peacemaker coming out in twenty twenty two. Now he owns the DCU. I was just and gonna he's... say, didn't he get a massive promotion? Yeah. And then he fired Henry Cavill. And the Rock. That's kind of intense. And the Rock, I, huh? I thought he did good. Oh no, he was like, what? nope. He did good in what, John? They were bad movies, but I think his performances were not what was bad. And I think we've seen him. If you watched him in The Witcher at all, he can he also actually be like kind of fun. What? I said he also got fired from The Witcher. He did also get fired from The Witcher. Did you hear what his next? The rumored is for the next thing that he wants to do. Warhammer 40k. He's going to be the Warhammer. front man for that so good it's so crazy <laughs> is it though he's he's been like like talking up his fandom of warhammer 40k for years on the, on the the circuit vin diesel is like and my space axe i mean if vin diesel could get some money out of wizards of the coast you think he would uh, yeah absolutely yeah yeah well then warhammer guys know how to how to promote things yeah yeah no for sure uh, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, he fired, fired, 
fired Henry Cavill and fi- yeah. fired Black Adam. <laughs> Get out of here, use use guys. That's fine. Black Adam was fine. Not great. Not a tent pole. Well, yeah. And the Rock it's... hasn't had that good of a run the last couple of years, huh? He's got a lot of movies that are just kind of like, eh. Well, I don't know. Red Jungle Cruise made like so a gazillion much... dollars. And Red Notice for Netflix made yeah. so much money. Was it good? I didn't. I didn't. Uh... Yeah, Red Notice was fun. Do you like The Rock and do you like Ryan Reynolds? Eh. Do you remember the rundown? Each other? rundown? Yes. With Sean William the... Scott. Chris the Rock Walken. and Sean William Scott. Christopher Walken's the bad guy. Yeah. Anyway, nope. it's, it's that uh, with a bigger budget. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like in terms of like tone and whatever, you're like like funny, funny guy and uh, the Rock kind of trying to play straight guy. I, I but yeah, the Rock is defending that movie so hard too. Like someone pointed out that like Black Panther made a lot more money opening weekend than Black Adam did, and the Rock was like, "Whoa, like so slow your roll, everybody's like the black like Black Panther is like part of a, a series that is like like thir- like." 20 movies deep and whatever else like that and like is an established name and we're just like starting out here and i'm like yeah but you're also first of all the dcu is like 10 movies deep at this part so it is part of a a franchise and you're also the rock name who's someone in in black panther 2 you can only name the dead guy like (laughs) you don't know the cast and there's nobody near the star power of the rock like i'm not saying they're necessarily fully apples to apples but it's not like you can't compare them as like you know, movie theater draws. I, I mean, how bad did Black Adam do? I, I think it, like, counting marketing, it, like, just broke even or maybe lost a little money. Like, Oof. it, it yeah. apparently, with marketing, it cost about $400 million, and, like, bo- worldwide box office, it's coming in around $400 million. It's, like, kind of... The box office is over now. It's on HBO. Yeah, Max. exactly. That's it. So, right, right, right. Okay. It's basic, basically done. Hmm. Now, hey, that's my cool, man. Thing. I wonder what James Gunn's going to do. That's going to be fun as hell. Right. I mean, that's it. Like, Suicide yeah. Squad was great. The yeah. two Guardians movies were pretty great. Yep. The, the I haven't seen the Guardians Christmas special, but apparently it's pretty great. It's great. It's real good. So, uh, am um, I wrong? Was he? Was he? Did he do Super? He did Super. He also did Super. Yeah. So he has done <laughs> one of the great <laughs> superhero films of the last twenty years. <laughs> right there. Super. So weird. I don't like. It was like remember when you one person. If just one person goes and sees Super, who didn't? You know, this is all (laughs) worth it. It was like when he got like you know soft canceled for some dumb tweets back like a couple years back, and I'm like, have you seen Super? Like like, like Super is a canceling offense. Like there's there's a number of really upsetting things that happen in Super. Played mostly for laughs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, um, <laughs> uh, I watched the, the caught up to uh, what we do in the shadows, which is mm-hmm. shocking to me. If you guys have not watched it, it's just shocking. I watched the first episode of the series. Did it not land? It was fine. I was like, huh, I get it. It's so funny. You know, isn't that Taika Waititi, um, it Jermaine Clements? I know, it was great. I was like, okay. Looked at the wife. You want to watch this some more? She's like, no. But she loves vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Maybe they don't sparkle enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, When when Matt Berry's character gets into some trouble, 
And he's like, I need to go incognito. I'll resurrect an alter ego that I haven't used in a number of time. He puts on a pair of blue jeans and puts a toothpick in his mouth. And he's like, I'm Jackie Daytona. Everyday American. And they're like, amazing. Where did you go? Like, Mark Hamill plays like a creepy Nosferatu trying to like stalk him and like cannot see through his subterfuge as in his disguise <laughs> as Jackie Daytona. That's great. Oh, it's so uh-huh. funny. Uh, what else? Did anyone watch? I, 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 I watched Moon Knight and, and She-Hulk if we're in the superhero stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those I never finished both... Moon Knight. I did not finish the show because I heard it was a big CG fight with people with comparable powers. Yep. And I was like, okay. Cool. I, I stopped at where the hippopotamus was on the Ship of the Dead. And I was like, I've seen enough. Yep. That's, you don't need to see anymore. I saw him break through. I, I see him, I think, get off the Ship of the Dead. I saw, sorry, I saw him like fight through his internal struggles. That was kind of interesting, like seeing all the people that Mark had killed and whatever else. And then I was like, seems like we're about to be at the dumb showdown and then just did not watch the last episode. And I feel That, I think, is Moon Knight's unforgivable flaw. That that last episode is nowhere near as good as the first episode. Or even, I think, the the, the episode where he's like, where the two personalities are like unpacking his trauma and stuff. Like the episode before the last episode... I was like, oh, crap, this is neat. And then to know, because it had been spoiled for me, that it's just going to be a Moon Knight v. Dark Moon Knight fight at the end. I was like, I don't care about the actual ending. I saw the cool character stuff as he yep. like confronted what his alternate personalities were doing to protect his trauma and all this and that. That was fun and cool. And and even the way they played it off, like in the last episode, spoiler, spoiler, um, Moon Knight switches back and forth in the middle of the fight between the two personalities yeah so like suit moon knight versus like cape moon knight yeah as they're fighting the bad guy mm-hmm. so he's like oh i can't get a grasp on your fighting style because you're doing these two different things mm-hmm. didn't matter looks dumb and CG not only does fight. it look dumb the whole thing is suit moon knight can't fight <laughs> that's like that's part of the deal he's not a fighter he's smarter than other like he's smarter than mark but he's not a fighter guy <laughs> That's not that's not what he's supposed to do. It's not supposed to be a fight. Well, he's not like dropping haymakers. He's like mostly dodging and rope doping, but Yeah, but that's the but when you but when you read the comic, if it if it's fighting, it's Mark. Like that's 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 it. If it's detective stuff, maybe it's what's his face. <laughs> like hmm. Steven. Steven, that's right. She Hulk, I watched the first couple episodes, got bored of it, then I watched the fun medicine. Yep. And that was, that seemed That's fine. all you needed. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. I can't believe you didn't watch Andor while we're in Dis- or while we're on Disney. I gave I gave the second episode a shot and was like, oh, oh, less happened this episode. So Greg Wyshynski, uh or Gronk Wanchowski, as he is also known, mm-hmm. as, uh, was talking about as Andor is one of his favorite things and had addressed your critique. Of the slow start, and he was well, like, "I think you should leave." Is also one of his favorite things. Um, I know, here. but but I think you should leave is really fucking funny. Sometimes. <laughs> so I've actually rewatched the whole thing probably twice. Great. <laughs> Possibly while hi Cypress Hill, I'm looking at your direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So he 
made a very, very good observation. And I mean, maybe I'm sad that while you were homesick and in bed or whatever, you didn't you didn't revisit, which is that like I think it's maybe nine or ten episodes, and each like three episode series is kind of like a little mini comic arc, like where they have kind of different tones, but it's the same character, and there definitely is a through line. Because there's the like him getting off the planet, then there's the him pulling off the heist with the rebels, and then there's him escaping from the penal colony. And it's like those three little mini arcs, I would say, get better and better as they go. And you kind of can't enjoy the second two without putting a little bit of the work in in the first one. And I, I will agree with you, it is absolutely a weak and a slow start, but compared to how good it gets, is you're you're, oh, you're no, missing out after so much. Boba Fett and but that's it Obi-Wan. is that I I would I, I would recommend this show without a Star Wars tag on it like as just a it, yeah it but they be, already gave you hours and hours of wasted time well yeah but you didn't have to watch those things I'm telling you to watch this thing <laughs> All it's not my saying. fault you watched Obi Wan you could have easily skipped Obi Wan in favor of Andor dude yeah but I didn't because Obi Wan came out first. Oh, that's your fault. How many good graces do they get? They don't. They don't get endless chances to entertain me. Says the guy I who watched all of that. She-Hulk. And then, and then, <laughs> I, I didn't hate She-Hulk as much as you did. I'm not saying you had to like it. I'm just saying it was. But if you did, I would respect your opinion enough to watch it. And you won't. I do know that same. Thing. That's why I don't throw this stuff out frivolously. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, I don't think you guys would watch this. <laughs> I will not recommend it. If I come across a superhero show that I, I think you guys need to get into, I'll let you know. But She-Hulk was but definitely I, I on it. You can kind of have endless chances because you, as the consumer, always gets to choose, right? Like, you could be like, oh, this is crap, and then I can stop watching She-Hulk, or I can not finish Moon Knight. That doesn't necessarily mean that I have to, like... Like, I was thinking about, like, just... In- that's exactly what I did with Andor. I gave it yeah. more than two hours of my time and was like, oh. But I'm telling you, it gets so much better and it becomes the best Star Wars thing that has ever been since the original series. It makes you care about the Rebellion. It makes the Rebellion, like, feel, like, real. And you see the people, like, actually, like, suffering for a cause under oppression who aren't magical space wizards whose dads run the galaxy. Or friends with magical space wizards who run the galaxy. <laughs> It has nothing to do with magic space wizards. It has to do with the oppression of the Empire and the reality of it all. And it's great. Ugh. Speaking of science fiction franchises that had really good stuff this year, uh, Strange New World from Star Trek was fantastic. Yeah, I think all kinds of Star Trek this year, and I watched none of it. <laughs> yeah, but Strange New World was great. If you're a fan of the original series, the Kirk and Spock stuff, fucking tip-top episodes on Strange New World. I think it is the series about um, the Pike Enterprise yeah. before yeah, yeah. Kirk gets there. Like from the episode The Menagerie. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> that is like a plot point in the first season. That's right. Because Pike is told how he ends up in the an invalid in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and can't stop worrying about like is this the decision I make that's going to end up getting everyone killed and me crippled? Mm-hmm. It's funky. It's I cool. always thought it was very funny that in the sci-fi future of like 
whatever 2155 or whatever star trek is set in they were like you know how uh invalids will be able to communicate one light yes two lights no no possible no possible technology will have evolved beyond this boop boop i think that was like a failure of imagination of the 1960s yeah but i mean like of of but like a failure of like specifically gene roddenberry's imagination like noted like was not like oh he could like literally didn't think of like sitting there like crippled in a chair with a robot voice which happened like 20 years later with stephen hawking <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not like super far future like, but like here's, yeah. here's the thing that'll kill you keith the computers can talk yeah <laughs> you can put a, a laptop and it could just say yes or no <laughs> Exactly. The the spaceship had a more of a voice than Commander Pike. Boop like, boop. So hold on, they made a show about that guy? He's in the yeah. is he in the chair? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, his adventures before the chair. His adventures before the chair. He was the first captain <laughs> of the Enterprise. Yeah. Tell me you don't want to go to that other one. <laughs> a full season of boop. Boop boop. <laughs> You know what? Uh, who pointed that out that we're Star like uh, Star Trek boop boop <laughs> might be the next one. I don't know. You make it like a horror, you know, and it's like a psychological horror for the people around him tra- trying to like negotiate their failing relationships with him. Just him trying to buy groceries. Boop boop. <laughs> boop. Just the light blinking. I don't know what you want, sir. Boop. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what was the... Yeah, I had it. No. Yeah, so someone, Eric was pointing this out, right? That we're like, we're very close to Star Trek's World War Three date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. And then, and by nature of that, though, I think we're 40 years away from Zephyrin Cochran's. Okay, okay, uh, hold on. But those 40 life. years are like a horrible dark age, aren't they? Oh, Isn't yeah, absolutely. It's like a, like a, like a, like a radiation situation, like uh, yeah. the whole world. Half the planet gets melted. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but I'm just saying, but like, if we survive, we might get to see first contact with aliens as like humans. True story. There's a direct line between Moscow and uh, uh, Washington, Mm -hmm. and you know, Montreal is on it. Neat. Another thing I wanted to uh, talk about was, well, uh, just two Netflix things was obviously Stranger Things four, which I think is the best, probably the best since since the first season. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it in the show. I also feel that it hit like it feels and lands so much like Empire Strikes Back for me. Like yeah. it, it, it does it like it takes the notes of like you have this main cast that you know, and you're like boom, like splits them up, puts them like on other, I mean empires, other planets, other ships, other whatever, but like splits them up completely. They're all kind of working towards a similar goal, and then. Despite their best efforts, everything ends with like a huge bummer, and all of the things that they were working for don't really pay off. And that's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, and that was, I think that was one of the reasons why like Stranger Things 4 resonated so much, is I was like, oh yeah, this is, has the, the, beats and the tone of the empire strikes back yeah i think also it it felt like they for once want like had a story to tell and wanted to go somewhere and then did something with the characters you know the the other two two seasons like two and three at the end the kind of the group was like more or less the same as where they were at the beginning i I wonder if that much about the over there yeah i wonder if it's like they've always they like 
the Duffers have kind of said like, oh, we always saw it as five seasons. But I'm like, maybe they didn't. And Netflix was like, milk that money cow and and stretched it out. Because like, I always think a lot about like Lost, right? How while Lost did end very dumbly and very stupidly, like the worst seasons of Lost are two and three where like ABC or whatever was like, keep that baby going. And they were like, it's a mystery show. Like, we need to get to the mystery. Like, they were like, we see this running, Never like, four or five it. years. And the network was like, longer, longer, longer. You know, and they were like, that was yeah. part of the reason so much, like, shit got thrown on the wall and lost was they were just trying to, like, stretch it out for the network. So I wonder if, like, season two or three was kind of in that mode of, like, maybe they had an idea of where the ending was. But they were like, well, we can't accelerate to that ending too fast because then Netflix will be like, more, please. I, I don't believe it. The second season felt so rushed and so much like a rehash of the first, just with like an extra character and a, and you know like a different, a slightly different monster and a new uh, a new communication tool of the week. Like yeah. I get it though. You know you have your whole life to make your first amazing artistic thing, and then you have a year to make the follow up. Mm-hmm. For sure, you're going to be a little tapped out. But yeah, yeah but I'm saying, but, half but even of then, your you cast also... in it is also growing six inches. Yeah, yeah. go go like, go. You right. sit there and be like, let's put this back to the the drawing board let's rework this script and they're just like gosh mister can't wait to get started mustaches are pushing out you're like oh from one uh like solid relationship with netflix extended to one of them ended right mike flanagan uh ended his relationship with netflix following the cancellation of the midnight club and now the Flaniverse or and is over as we know it in Netflix, and now he uh, is exclusively working for Bezos and Amazon Prime. Is that serious? Yeah, that's a real thing. Wow. He even uh, so yeah they canceled. I would also like sucks because like when they optioned Midnight Club, they paid for apparently the license to like thirty something Christopher Pike books. Which because huh. he was like, oh yeah, he's like I see Midnight Club running like four or five seasons, and we're, we have all the source material and all this and that. Uh, and one thing, hats off to Mike Flanagan, I guess, uh, is that he did like a Q&A the other day to be like, here is as far as I thought about all of the characters. Here was what was going to happen in season two. This is who was going to die when. Here's oh, this and that. Here's this story. Yeah. This was the book I was going to draw on this and this and this. And he's like, obviously, I don't have every answer because he's like, I didn't have everything. But he's like, here's all of my notes, basically, on season two. So at least you like have some closure to like some of the cliffhangers and stuff that he had there, which was I was like. You don't always get, weirdly, where someone's like, here's what we were planning. Like, I know, like, uh, Raised by Wolves got canceled this year, and they were just sort of like, goodbye. And I was like, it's got to, something's got to surface. Because even the writer, uh, like, the show, the showrunner of Raised by Wolves was like, oh, yeah, I basically finished season three in terms of, like, writing and stuff. And I was like, well, then show it, man, if you can. Or at least, like, you can talk about it in a Q&A to be like, this is what I had planned. Yeah. I was also kind of wondering... Why they don't I'm surprised like Flanagan left so quickly? Honestly, just to um, just to tap up on that, like he had were they were they not mostly successes? There was like critical I successes. Guess. People were talking about him a lot. It, it must have to been me some, like some you could kind have of a, a miss and still have a good relationship there. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Because like that's you know the haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, uh, the Vampire uh, One, the, uh, something at night, Midnight the, Mass, Midnight Mass. Uh, what was the other one? Didn't he do four? Maybe he only did three. And then Midnight Club. Yeah. Maybe he only did four. But then he also had, like, the movie there, like, the weird Stephen King movie or two. Like, he's done a couple things Mm. exclusively for Netflix. It's kind of weird that the whole entire relationship, like, dissolved 
that quickly. So it must have just been a... Like, I think he really saw Midnight Club as being, like, a, a, a big anthology piece that was going to be, like, the thing that he was working on for the next, like, several years. And maybe when they canceled it, he was like, flip the table, I'm out of here. Which, I mean, <laughs> is, like, I think within your right, kind of, as a creative person, if you're like, yo, this is the thing I want to do. And I don't feel like going and doing another thing for you if you're just going to freaking cancel me when I know my numbers were, like, pretty good. Like, it wasn't, like, a sure. flop or anything, you know? And it was like well reviewed and stuff. All right, all right. We're we're hanging on TV a whole awful lot. There, I was gonna transition. So this yeah. listen to this transition. So I don't understand when shows get canceled, why they don't like if they can, obviously with rights it's a little bit tricky, like transfer them into, say, like podcasts. You know what's cheap? Freaking radio plays and like scripted podcasts. I feel like you could like if you wanted just like huh? Is there any money in that? I mean, I feel like there has to be when like Marvel is running podcasts and stuff like that. <laughs> like if yeah, there's Marvel money commercials. Yeah. Like you like just ad revenue and stuff. If Marvel's dropping money, like I'm listening to Marvel's Wastelanders right now. We're talking about podcasts now, listening. Mm-hmm. Like what you're listening to, but you know, produced by Marvel. So <laughs> a lot more money. If you're looking at like Marvel podcasts and HBO has podcasts and all these different like other podcasts, or even like Amazon doing like like an audible book with you know brought to you by audible like audible has podcasts if they could just be like hey guess what doesn't even have to be the same stupid cast you're like season two of the midnight club is an audible exclusive or whatever else i'm like you could put that together for like fractions of the cost and still get your like scripts done you know like if the scripts exist i mean yeah. Okay, but hold on. These things, when they're successful, the the like IP for the brand is all owned by big companies, and they're not going to want to dilute their brand or like risk pissing off some fans with something that is not like a like a flagpole product or whatever. You know? I don't know. I feel that I feel that like the the bar for profitability is so much lower that you're like, okay, I can't afford to produce Midnight Club for uh whatever it is going to be let's say it was 10 million dollars for the whole show but i could give you a couple hundred thousand and you could make a you know netflix presents midnight club the audio experience and it makes its money back in ads for better help in like a second because there's like, like there's a you know what i mean like there's enough of a fan base like you have that built fan base who would a lot of them would transfer over and you're like your operating costs would be fractions that i don't think it necessarily dilutes the brand and then it just makes like netflix could just like have a podcast division where these like yeah, canceled maybe. shows because i'm saying like they like i said they would just fractions of the cost to out make that output like you don't they don't need to be movie stars you just hire voice actors who are going to get paid a couple thousand bucks to run your scripts and then you pay one guy who does digital sound effects later on like i don't know i feel it's pretty doable is what i'm saying Anyway, uh, Marvel's Wastelanders, I'm listening to, starts off strong. So the whole deal is that it's like it's a, it's an alternate Marvel universe set 30 years in the future of an event called like V-Day where like 90 plus percent of all the Marvel heroes die. Mm-hmm. And it's there's five seasons out currently and the sixth is coming out right now. Uh, each season like focuses on like an old man or old woman version of a hero or villain. The first one is like Old Man Star-Lord. And it's like Star-Lord and Rocket like coming back to Earth being like, man, I wonder what's up. And then they're like, whoa, Mount Rushmore has all four faces re-sculpted to be Doctor Doom. <laughs> and they're like, that's, that's weird. 
so far, Star Lord is the best one. The old man Hawkeye lives in like the kingdom of Zemo on the west coast. That one's kind of fun. There's a lot of like Marvel-y stuff. He's like part of like a traveling circus, <laughs> you know, doing doing trick shots and stuff for money and laughs. And they're like everybody makes fun of him because they lost the big V Day and like Zemo was the king. The Black Widow one or Grey Widow is that one's sloppy. I was like, they're what sloppy. Mean it, it's like I. It feels the most like it was a script for something else that they then like smushed Marvel characters into to kind of make it go. Like the idea is that it's New York City and like New York, it's always like 120 degrees and like hit by tropical storms or whatever because like the events of like, A, it's 30 days of, it's 30 years into our future. So it's like 2050 something. And then also like, you know, when Red Skull is the president of America for the last 30 years, like the assumption is that climate change has gotten worse you know, and like there's like flooding in New York City and there's these sort of like biospheres that people live in and she's, you know, tangled up in like it. It's like it's trying to do an espionage thing, but everybody just kind of comes off as silly as inco- and incompetent, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. And then uh, the mm-hmm. fourth part is Old Man Logan. And this one and that one so far, I think, is my favorite since the Old Man Star-Lord one. Like it it kind of kind of gets into the fact that like maybe old man logan is suffering like a little bit of dementia but like is still logan so like still absolutely like has a healing factor and is like weapon x trained and stuff but like is not all the way there but like but is still like meaning well you know but it's kind of like having like weird like delusional flashbacks and stuff like that and getting like weird stuff from like world war Two and like russia stuff and like the last 30 years and you're like you know because he's at what like 200 something at this point <clears throat> Anyway, so yep. yeah, so far so far that one's good. And then the fifth part is Old Man Doom. And then the sixth part is I think they bring like the cast together to finish off the whatever overarching story of the of the world. So those are fun. How are each of the episodes? Uh between like thirty and forty minutes. And it's oh, okay. so they're like pretty breezy. Brisk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brisk. And also and again, casting is, is crazy. Like Susan Sarandon plays Grey Widow. Like you're like, Whoa, hey, like that's what I'm saying, is like I'm like, there is clearly some money to be made and spent in podcasts when you can like cast susan sarandon in your marvel podcast it's like someone is spending some money there yeah but they're just scraping money off the advertising budget of black panther sure but that black panther spends 300 million dollars and then the ads for each one of those that came out two months ago was for black panther 2 now in theaters sure but exactly, yeah, but that, that, yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Why Netflix wouldn't have a podcast division for some of these like shows? Because Netflix, mean, like, is... why would Marvel pay you know uh, Joe Rogan when they could just take that same money and make their own thing that they own? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like also a perpetual co- like commercial for their stuff. Even if it's like, yes, it also contains a commercial directly for Black Panther in the middle of it, but it's also just a general like, hey, Marvel does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh yeah so they did marvel's wastelanders they also did the unbeatable squirrel girl radio show which is very very fun uh if you especially if you like the unbeatable squirrel girl uh and then the other podcast i think we talked about it i think we only talked about it on a on a garbage time episode so i did want to get it into main episode it was the old gods mm-hmm. of appalachia is still going strong in 2022 yeah. and that is absolutely fantastic podcasting uh in terms of like the other side of that marvel stuff is like 
it's just one guy uh largely just doing doing a narration about the the Appalachian Mountains fun fact about the Appalachian Mountains uh, did, so they were saying I was reading this thing about like how old they are as a mountain range and they were saying that there's certain like caves within the Appalachian Mountains that contain no fossils because they predate like animals <laughs> like well so like like at certain least ro- animals on land right? yeah exactly like like ro- rock formations that are like older than any animals where you're like yeah this is the type of like the type of rock that would normally contain fought like like soft enough to whatever would normally contain fossil impressions if it was like say in the rockies or whatever mm-hmm. like that type of like sediment buildup or whatever but like the reason that there is no fossils in this part of the like mountain range is that the section of the mountain range predates like obviously animals like dinosaurs and whatever else like that and i was like wow mountains are old cool cool um Pathfinity is what makes the Sons Extinct podcast is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Not as good as the YouTube shows because they're more off the cuff, but um, he brings a guest in, they pick a song, they rip it apart. It's delightful. Recommend it highly. Uh, what, you, you said something and it made me think of something and then I lost it. Oh, oh yeah, Weezer has think? a new song called I Want a Dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of sweet, and it's like it's a little. It it sounds kind of like a like a B side from like Blue Album Pinkerton uh, era. Like like it it does not sound like it should be main album material because it's really just (laughs) him kind of sounding sad and wanting a dog. But in the fact that it's a song about Rivers kind of sounding sad and wanting a dog, really like latches into the like Weezer sound that. I know. And I'm like, wow, this is like really like throwback Weezer of just being like, I want a dog to come up with me and like, and like have a ball and like take me out back. Like it's the most important thing in the world. Like man, dogs have it good. (laughs) It's like basically the gist of the song. (laughs) And I was like, this is a Rivers Cuomo that I can kind of get behind. (laughs) Uh, You listen to any podcast, John? Any fun? Not really. I like these days I'm busy at work and I, I like, I don't have the, the headspace to have something going on in the background. Like I used to, mm. yeah. I still give a shout out to one of my mainstay podcasts. Always hacked. They still mm-hmm. do. Oh yeah. So I still listen to hack yeah. regularly. It's so good. Great. Especially when I'm like, Oh, I kind of remember this. And then they like, they break it apart and you're like, this is crazy. What, what was, what was the country? Costa Rica. Oh yeah. When they just like shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> shut down the entire country and they're like oh no nobody can pay taxes Uh (laughs) uh-oh we can't pay any government workers including infrastructure yeah we're like all of payroll and all of everything and they were like we'll just start doing it the old-fashioned way and like (laughs) we don't know how yeah it was like it was kind of like ransomed off but then the like the group that did it sort of like took some international heat and then dissolved and they were like who can undo this and you're like nobody like, <laughs> yeah exactly like, like how Rica much will like, it cost to fix it hundreds of millions of dollars how much were they asking for three million dollars why won't you pay them we don't negotiate with terrorists also they don't seem to exist anymore <laughs> like, like apparently like the big costa rica hack was like this other hackers organization kind of like 
largely designed as a smokescreen for like their key members to like dissolve into like the international hacking community. So they like hacked Costa Rica to make like a big giant splash while the rest of them all like I guess got like fake passports and moved and all that stuff. So like they never fully intended on like necessarily capitalizing on the ransomware. It was just like a smokescreen and they're like Costa Rica's like, oh no. Meanwhile garbage is piling up. <laughs> exactly. That's it. And, <laughs> like, they, they... Not only that, like the the government got overthrown. Like the yeah. president was forced to abdicate. But they couldn't hold another election because nothing worked. <laughs> yeah. They were also like they're like, how how can we possibly raise the funds to pay for this? People cannot pay taxes. There is no mechanism to like uh, you owe us taxes. Cool. <laughs> how do I pay them? We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, the Costa Rica one was bananas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Check out Pax if you're if you're not listening. I still listen to Puck Soup. They're yeah. fun. And my... man, Keith, I listen to so much hockey podcasts. I know. I listen to almost all of the athletic podcasts five days a week. I listen That's to crazy. 32 Thoughts every single episode, and I listen to Puck Soup every single episode. That's a lot. It's a lot of hockey. It's a lot I of listen... Sean Gentilly. That's a lot of Sean Gentilly. I listen to the, the John Hamm episode of the... <laughs> the, the Tuesday Boys. Yeah. The American yeah. show. Yeah. John Hamm is great. So a, a legit hockey was... fan too. Like honestly, honestly though, like him talking hockey, like, and I know he's gone up to the booth and done a couple things where I was like, I know he doesn't have to, and he probably won't. But like, if you just tuned in, like in the middle, you'd be like, oh, he's a hockey color guy, like, like, like that, like yeah. intelligent talking about cool. the lines, talking about this, talking about that, talking about a couple of years back, talking about how they were playing, talking about this and that. Like you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is like not just. I'm a movie star who likes hockey. It's like, no, I'm a movie star who like follows the team and follows everything about this team and can like run back the last like 30 years of everything that's happened of importance with this team. <laughs> like I was, I knew he was a big hockey fan, but that was like shocking at like the level of basically expertise he is as a St. Yeah. Louis blues fan. Speaking of John Hamm, he Hamm. did a Fletch movie this year. I know he talked about it on the podcast, on the hockey podcast. I, I, uh, I'm interested I, in checking it out. I watched I it. those Fletch movies. Is it good? How was it? It's it's great, and he plays a great Fletch. Like I've I've read the Gregory McDonald novels, mm-hmm. and I, I like the Chevy Chase ones for what they were, but they very quickly become a Chevy Chase. Yeah, the Chevy like Chase vehicle. vehicle for Chevy Chase. Right. Slapsticking it up. I thought that was the yeah. whole thing was just giving Chevy Chase some like space to do stuff on well he kind of did it on the back of this like cool like underground mystery series from the 70s and it huh. it doesn't fail completely especially the first one the first one is is chevy chase solving a mystery and the second one is like a mystery candy wrapper around a chevy chase movie mm-hmm. john ham does much more of the the like sleuthing while being kind of a shit heel mm. like bon vivant and recommended highly it it made negative money and there will never be a sequel which oh. sucks but uh, but did it because it was a thought it was like i don't think it went in theaters like it was a peacock thing it, it went in theaters didn't oh. get any screens didn't get any marketing lost and became a peacock thing yeah 
like ooh. Uh, that's a bummer. Production reception. I mean, may- maybe it could like. Again, I don't know if like how any of this works, <laughs> but uh, like it's possible that it could like live on as a peacock thing. Is what I would guess, right? I think I read an article when I watched the movie saying, like, the director was just like, well, nobody knew we made it. Nobody could go see it in theaters because it had, like, limited distribution. And nobody missed it when we were gone. So I don't think we're going to get the chance to do another one. And I was like, that's that's fair like i am a fan of the author i'm a fan of the first movies i didn't know it was released and then caught it on the well after it was out of theaters it's got an 86 percent on on rotten tomatoes because it's fun and john ham is fun and like a smarmy i don't care i guess i'll solve this mystery for you mm-hmm. character right up his alley comes across at some parts as a little bit too much SNL skit, hmm. but it bounces back and it's it's at its core um, a fun 70s feeling kind of mystery. Yeah, I want to check it out. I remember him talking about it and I wanted, wanted to check it out. Uh, I had a fun uh, time watching it. Like, I don't... It wasn't... Did- it wasn't like a Knives Out mystery. It was like Did you watch the mystery, new one? But... It's out, right? I didn't see Glass Onion yet, no. No, but it's out, I believe. I have it on my yeah. like holiday watch list. Hmm. Cool. Uh, the Batman came out. It was cool. I liked it. Thumbs up for the Batman. Didn't catch Time it. has been kinder for it in my mind. Like, I remember liking it more than what i remember having said about it right after watching it <laughs> uh spider-man no way home was really fun yep more fun than i thought it was going to be I, I i would say probably the like the lone like very bright spot of the mcu this year <laughs> like oh uh, speaking of no way home Keith, did you see in snap one of the titles i saw the best one which was, was a bit of a scientist nice I was like, oh, that's that's the one I want. <laughs> I'm a bit of a scientist myself. That's great. Yeah. We'll talk about Marvel Snap it, at some point. No, we'll, well, we'll touch on it, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Video games. Mobile game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Spider, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is, uh, I would say, probably the high spot of the entire MCU this year. It's got to be. like, Technically, Shang-Chi wasn't this year, but like Shang-Chi wasn't great. Love Thor, and Love, and Thunder, I liked a lot. <laughs> I understand why people did not enjoy it, but, like, and then you and had, like, I the... read, I read a whole thread on the Marvel, our Marvel, where people were really mad about the goats. Like, really mad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm you, just... that, that part was amazing. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 there's, like, I, I, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder is the... Kind of, I think, like, the the She-Hulk of the movies, which is, like, I understand why a lot of traditional MCU fans don't enjoy it, uh, but I yeah. still enjoyed it a lot. Sure, what? yeah. No, I had a good time with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch... What was, the, what was the other one? Oh, no, I did watch I did watch Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness was fine. I think that if Sam Raimi didn't direct it, I think it would have been maybe bad. Yep. 
<laughs> like, but there's so much. There's so yeah. There's so much Sam Raimi in the cinematography and shots and footage that I'm like, tilt the camera and spin it and then zoom in on someone's head and I'm like, more of that. <laughs> like actual deadites pop up for a little bit. <laughs> Again, I I forgot that Sam Raimi directed it until halfway through and I was like, this is this is very Evil Dead. Pull up the phone. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well yeah, like when. Um, when when Wanda's trying to like come in through the mirrors, yeah. and everything's like, rrr, 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 like, like, like <laughs> everything's on crazy angles and zooms and like some like Sam Raimi's holding a camera and running down a hallway, like chasing I people. Half expected what Deerhead to start laughing at that scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. She's possessing all the different stuff. But yeah, yeah. If if it wasn't directed by Sam Raimi, I think I would have been like, Meh. but it was directed by Sam Raimi, so a lot of the visuals made me like clap and enjoy myself yeah but otherwise bleh. was it, were those those are the big three i think right spider-man i mean of the mcu spider-man thor and strange and black panther which oh, yeah, i didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see get black a chance panther to see yet. it no me either i was waiting for it to come out on disney plus uh, even though i'm running a black panther deck in marvel snap <laughs> and if i have we're shuri not, if we're not getting into it not if i can get it. shuri i'll put me over the top all the way to infinite no. baby but shuri is a series four and it's so hard to get <laughs> uh was the best movie of the year everything everywhere all at once i think so other contenders i don't know that i have a ton Black. i just went through my netflix Adam. list i didn't see that many <laughs> hmm? uh i think it might have been it's definitely i think in terms of movies that I like, have told people to watch, it's definitely the one I think I've told people to watch the most. That and probably Prey, for different reasons. <laughs> but like, Prey was Prey was the one I think the opposite of everything, everywhere, all at once. In that, it was great because it delivered exactly on what was promised. Yeah, exactly. And everything, everything, everywhere, everywhere all, all at once was, was like, like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. Yeah, Sarah knew nothing about everything everywhere all at once like i i already like knew the gimmick i knew the daniels i knew it was going to have the some of the crazy sequences like the turn it down for what music video that made them Mm -hmm. famous and all that stuff so like i was like ready for the crazy to like pop off but like sarah got to go in blind and i was like i'm so excited (laughs) like she's like what are we watching why are we watching this and then like the daughter shows up like from the future with like like from the hair and it's like attacking uh, I, 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 Jamie Lee I Curtis is my just... parents and they loved it. That's amazing. It's a crazy, wacky kung fu movie, and they're into it. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe a, a stretch, a smidge too long. I think yeah. the yeah, the, the, the yeah. second act drags a little bit, where you're like, okay, I understand the conflict between the mother and the daughter, and now let's I want to get. Here we to go. Get, let's, let's get to it. it. And and not to say like all of it is bad. It's just like could have been a little bit speedier. Like I like the the whole scene where like the in the alternate reality the like the fallout at the the laundromat and whatever. Like that's like a good scene. I don't think that needs to be cut. Yeah. But I'm just like I thought it was the the butt plug fight scene. I thought that was long. Yeah, and you're like I get and it. It's insane. Okay, I get the joke. Yeah, I got it. Like butt plugs. Yeah, it felt like a jackass. 3.5 type skit. Mm-hmm. Would, Hot Dog Fingers is very funny. Me. There's a universe where everything is real. Hot Dog Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. Yeah. yeah exactly. 
that was good because they stuck to it. They like pushed it. You're like they push it so far. You're like, God damn, they're doing more with the hot dog fingers. Like, why are we still going back to this universe? But then they go back to it and then they go back to it again <laughs> exactly. and again. And it becomes like and one, it one becomes of the more like heartfelt. Like, it becomes one of the more like heartfelt versions of the characters. Well, in the end, that's the one where like the 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 their you know their opponents in every other world. But that's the one where they find love. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. it. it. It was the screaming goats of everything everywhere. <laughs> just keep pushing the joke until it's funny again yeah no i liked it yeah i liked that a lot and and Prey was good i really like prey mm-hmm. yeah, like and they're making more too i just desperately hope so like as soon as the internet saw prey and they were like now make one with samurai i was like yes yes please <laughs> make that one do it <laughs> do anything random like just vietnam Can you imagine a vietnam one Play all that like Creedence Clearwater Revival music and like helicopters and fucking. I mean, well, that's kind the snow of the first one. Is almost they, like the first one almost could have been Vietnam. Like you, you could easily have imagined them being like a Vietnam like troop that gets like cut off from the rest yeah, of the army but, and has to. But I want them like smoking weed and like dropping freaking acid. out, dropping Just acid and being like, "Oh crap, there's a predator!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want, I want that. Um, what else would be good? Pirates, high seas, Caribbean, love it. I'm there for it. And we find out the predators can't swim. (laughs) 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 Sploosh! All their all their equipment explodes. (laughs) Arm pops. They can handle like shallow water, but not salt water. Like that's like (laughs) they're no. That's why there's no problem with like lakes and bogs and things. But like salt water just erodes their crap. Same aliens from that Mel Gibson movie. Or they're like from the same. I don't know, like some, some dirty, scuzzy pirate steals the keys to his ship and doesn't know. So the predator really has to like get a boat and chase after him. <laughs> like I mean, he, he's got also... my spaceship. <laughs> you could also totally, especially in the world of, I mean, like you can go further back than prey, right? Like in the world yep. where the predators, a as we saw in prey, that the predators do have like less tech, right? Like the the Predator and Prey is a little more low-tech than the Predators were used to in the original film. Still much more yep. high-tech than, obviously, it's happening on the Earth. But then also kind of, like, respects the the tech of who they're fighting. Uh, you could totally see a Predator, like, dropping into, like, Gladiator times, I think would be, like, very fun. And like, you could have, like, you know, Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> like, up fighting the, the, the German hordes, and in that, like... You get cut off. You think you need to get home. Barbarians are the ones chasing you, but then you find out they're getting killed too. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Bring it all. All, all the old-timey predators. <laughs> I, I want it all. I could watch that nonstop. It'd be fucking amazing. Did anyone see the Goodnight Mommy remake on Amazon? Nope. I saw it mm-hmm. recommended to me, and I was like, I've seen this movie. And then I was like, wait a second, 2022, and then... I was like, a remake of the 2014 German film. And I was like, I don't need to see the remake of the 2014 German film. It was perfect. And I was just wondering if anyone had seen it. It was on Amazon Prime. No. Do you remember Goodnight, Mommy? Nope. What was it's the one Mommy? where, uh, like, the mother goes in for uh, a surgery and has her entire face bandaged up. And the two kids are like, that's not our mom. And it's like a weird, like, creepy horror movie that, like... I didn't see it. Did you see it at Fantasia? Maybe you recommended it? No, we watched it. At my house, I think you were there. It was at the one, the white leather couch in the old place, like 2014. 
Okay. So yeah, like it's just like yeah, like they're two twins and they're two like the 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 mother is basically in face bandages the whole time, but it's like also kind of like she's going through a divorce, so like she's all all tense and they're like mommy would never yell at us like that and stuff. It's uh like really really good. Like uh, hmm. uh I read the synopsis of the American one and they seems to be a little more a little more ham-fisted and a little less subtle, but like follows the same notes. I won't spoil okay. it, but Cool. But yeah, like it's a good a good it's a good premise, right? Like Mm-hmm. you have like these little kids living on a farmhouse mommy like has to go away for like surgery like the, the grandparents or whatever like drop the kids off to be like well you're like mommy's back home she can take care of you now but she's in like full face bandages and the kids are like that's not I'm, her that's definitely not our mother and so like it goes back and forth to being like are the kids insane or is the is this not the mom right like the and the film kind of doesn't like really until the end sort of like push you in one way or the other you're like really mm-hmm. not sure of like Maybe these kids should be really evil to this lady because it's Didn't not the Ari mom. Aster put out a movie this year? Did Ari Aster put out a year this movie this year? With Walter in it. No, it didn't come out yet. Ah. The the one with uh Joaquin Phoenix has not yeah. been released, as far as I know. <clears throat> Any other movies that jump jump? I mean, up? like there were big movies. Like I watched Maverick. I watched Morbius. Oh yeah, both were not great. People <laughs> loved Maverick for <laughs> different reasons. Did you hear the latest in the Sony Spider Verse? Nope. It's the most exciting news in the world is that Donald Glover is going to be joining the Sony Spider Verse. Oh yeah, I did. As Hypno Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I want, I love everything about this. <laughs> Who's Hypno Hustler? Exactly. Yeah. Why then Donald Glover is apparently being given like almost complete free reign to do whatever he wants, but it's gonna That's be in amazing. the weird in the weird shitty Sony verse. So nothing matters. <laughs> and I was like, yes. It's <laughs> like make this a thing. It's gonna the, be the only insane. thing I want from this. The only thing I want from this. Like if I could demand one thing of Donald Glover, it's that Michael Keaton has to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just playing a cranky unimpressed very confused vulture <laughs> like what you're the hypno hustler I... I don't get it <laughs> uh, and, de- and I mean technically this, this marks the first time that an actor will be in both verses right right because he's in, he's in, he's, he is a character he's uh, what's his name Miles Morales' uncle Toby something. Yeah. Aaron, no, Aaron something. Aaron something. The Prowler. But yeah, the Prowler. Yeah, because yeah. he pop, pops into the, the Spider-Man. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse looks great also. I mean, it's yeah. not that's a 2023 thing, looking ahead. The trailer dropped. It looks real good. Yeah. I mean, spy, or like Into the Spider-Verse was really, really good. So yeah. I have confidence in the next one. Uh, I have a couple other things here, I guess. Music, Hit it. music stuff. My discoveries of the summer, largely from Oshiaga. Uh, Sad night dynamite. Hard recommend recommendation. Like literally the answer to the question: What would happen if kids grew up like grew up listening to the Gorillas? The answer is Sad night dynamite. <laughs> Sad night dynamite. Yeah, if you like right if you on. like gorilla sounding stuff, check them out. Um, and Genesis Owusu. Uh, also very very good. A little bit more, 
on the like traditional like hip-hop r&b-ish side but yeah genesis Wusu was also very good i was like checking my like streams and they both like there was stuff that like i listened to because oshiag was coming and i was finding out but like got into like regular heavy rotation too oshiag announced their headliners for next year mm. rufus du soul which i don't necessarily think is a headliner which is weird uh the yep. other two though uh billy eilish and sunday closer kendrick lamar who is absolutely both of those people are big big deal headliners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> True story. But, but yeah, Rufus Dussault, I was like, I, like Rufus Dussault was playing like Fairmount like two years ago or like just before pandemic. I was like, I don't see how they're a, a headliner for a full day of Oshiaga. Like to me, like a headliner is like you, you play the Bell Center and I don't see them that big. Anyway. Yeah, maybe they got big. I mean, I don't think so. No, I don't think that big. Like just in that name, you're like, you know you're you're john like like you're john <laughs> you know billy eilish and kendrick lamar whether or not you're like necessarily do you know rufus Dussault? nope exactly <laughs> like you're like uh, like okay, in but that i'm list not of... the litmus test for these things well right but like but the headliner like it should be one of those things where i'm not expecting you to know the entire lineup of oshiaga but like you think the headliner would be everybody's maybe not everybody's taste but like everybody's heard of them like they're that big mm-hmm. as artists uh, yeah, some of the shows I saw this year, I saw Rich O'Quinn live, Jack White live, all great shows. Uh, I saw Death from Above 1979 live, as I do. I saw Rage Against the Machine live in New York City. Okay, who's Tops? Top show of the year? Yeah. God, like, it's gotta be Rage. Like, how could it not really? be? Really? Yeah. I don't know, Zach might not still got it. It's been a long-ass time. I mean, he had a broken no, leg no, and no still brought it there. as much as later. possible. Like, brought it so hard. Tom awesome. still shreds like a like i mean like and it was also like it was also weird because like he had a busted leg and ultimately canceled the rest of the tour mm-hmm. <laughs> like like did not do the rest of the north american tour like canceled like they played the madison square garden shows and then canceled the tour indefinitely and whatever but Brutal. like it was like watching him like giving as much as he could sitting down and like even like standing up a little bit then seeing like visible pain and then sitting down and seeing him just like like raging in his like like headbanging sitting down and being like just so you could see like the frustration of being like everything in my like in my body and soul wants to rock out to this show and Mm -hmm. i'm just you know i think we saw dave grohl in the same situation yeah we did he had built himself a giant rock throne that went backwards and forwards though but i also don't think dave grohl is necessarily the same kind of front man as act like like, in terms of, like, I don't expect Dave Grohl to, like, jump and spin and kick and thrash, you know? Like, I expect him to be, like, chill guy Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, sad thing in my movie list. Not really a great movie, but I wrote Studio 666 on the movies that I saw. Yep. R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. Mm-hmm. That was a, a bummer. A huge bummer. I would say that's probably the celebrity death that stuck out to me the most. Taylor My Hawkins, dog like, died this year. Well, he's not not a, she was not a celebrity though. <laughs> Worse to <than> me. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I didn't see Sophie Tucker because Ticketmaster sucked, which I think is really funny. And then uh, because now the whole world finally seems to have realized that like Ticketmaster sucks, and like they're even like being like tried in front of Congress for sucking. Who's who's who will who, like? You think anything's gonna happen? They got a lot of money to throw at the politicians. 
Yeah, but so does Taylor Swift. I don't know. <laughs> like, Taylor Swift has a lot of hashtags to throw at the politicians. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Excuse are... me, I'm here for my one million internet dollars. Yeah, but Taylor Swift is... You say that, but then you get the congressman who's like, no, I agree with Ticketmaster. And then Taylor Swift is like, this person at Congressman Jackass agrees with Ticketmaster. Yeah. And they get she 300 million. Deal. I get it. She's but... Probably, I would say, like, among the biggest deals. Like, her and Beyonce, I think, are, like, the biggest deals in music. In terms of being able to directly yeah. influence, like, millions of people. Yeah. Right away, like. Well, I mean, it's like literally a Ticketmaster snafu. Like Ticketmaster snafus happen all the time, constantly. And then one thing happened with her ticket, and then like a week or two later, Congress is like, "Hey, is this a problem?" <laughs> you know, like that's a that's quite a bit of like clout and pull in terms of like the reaction to a website crashing and you couldn't buy tickets, which is a thing that happens constantly in the hands of Ticketmaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, I read a couple books. The well, only one that comes to mind, though, is the one I'm just finishing up. Moxieland. Moxieland's a good read. John, read Moxieland. I'm, I'm in the middle of the worst journey in the world, but it was published in 1919. Oh. Moxieland came out in 2008, so it's not a 22 release, but I'm, I'm reading it. But it's a, what do you call it? Like, it's a, cyber t- it's a cyberpunk uh, fun time thing set in, like, the future of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, which I also was like, man, I was like, as soon as they, they kind of described everything, I was like, yeah, I was like, South Africa and cyberpunk just goes really well together. Like as, as we've seen in district nine and stuff. I was and I was say, like, yeah. and just like totally that whole, like you have a, a really like, like a poor underclass that is like oppressed by um, like a, an overruling, like <laughs> upper class. And then a bunch of like crazy illegal shit that you do on side hustles and all that stuff. And I was like, yep, that sounds like apartheid. <laughs> like, you, this is like this, this scenario is like cyberpunk. You just make it futuristic. Uh, Reports came out this week that Amazon picked up the rights to Neuromancer. Huh. That's going to be weird, I want to say. What was cutting edge in the mid '80s is a little bit different now. I don't know, man. I would but Neuromancer. I, I don't kind think of we're works at the point of the Neuromancer. Rest. What? I don't think we're at the point of Neuromancer. Well, yeah, it's just AI, right? Yeah. So it's not as much like cyberspace as like Johnny Mnemonic or mm-hmm. Virtual Light. So it I actually just rewatched work. that. It was great so Dynamonic. good. So it, terrible, but so good. Uh. I think it had, yeah, it may be, I think it, I think it had a bad rap. I feel that like it was made to be cheesy, right? Yeah. Like it had, it had yeah. to have been. And I think that people were expecting something like serious. I got a weirdly hackers vibe from it where it yeah. was just like having fun, you know? Yeah. Just Henry Rollins. Beautiful. Henry Rollins. <laughs> I love, I love that. <laughs> we're making a movie. Get Ice-T and Henry Rollins in it. Like awesome. Cool. Best. Man, I always loved Henry Rollins, but I loved him the most when he was my personal trainer. <laughs> it's true. Depth to M fight for New York. Hey, get down to the gym. It's Rollins. You haven't been to the gym in days. Get down here. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm going to go to the gym. Henry Rollins is going to kick my ass. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I guess right. we wrap up on we're... video games. I'm playing, uh, I bought a PS5 and I'm playing God of War Ragnarok and it's phenomenal. 
and it's the best and it's like a achievement of video game design development voice acting storytelling hmm. it's just great and it's I very much a sequel I don't know if we brought it up. Keith and I are also playing Marvel Snap a little bit. Yep. Didn't we have a, a little half Snap. episode about it last week? <laughs> yeah, we did. And sure? I will be the episode before. I will say, uh, it it is not pay to win, but I f- there's something up with the matchmaking. I swear, like there's something fishy with it. I don't know what it is, or if it's just bad matchmaking. <laughs> like I think that they try to like base. They try to, like, match you up against decks that, like, do well against your decks. Because, like, I think try to, like, avoid you being matched up with someone who you'll just annihilate. To try to, like, maybe do some kind of a... Like, it's like a deck build, right? Like, you know, how CCGs go. And I feel that that's, like, off. Because, like, if I play my Sandman deck, I encounter different decks that I encounter with my, like, Panther Zola deck. And if I could get my Sandman matchups when I'm playing Panther Zola, I could rank no problem. But I don't get those matchups. <laughs> like I seem to match again, and I'm not saying like like I'm necessarily getting like wrecked on either deck. But it seems to be like it seems to match you not just with a ranking, but it seems to match you against decks that are kind of like comparable against each other. I don't know. It's very fishy. Something's up, or it's just bad. I mean, bad. I have had the opposite. I've mostly been running into decks, like avoiding decks that would stomp my deck very clearly. Mm. My best deck right now is a move it deck, mm-hmm. and the move it deck is just is just crushed by Professor X. He just yeah. he just stomps the tar out of you, and I've I've only run into that once out of maybe two hundred matches. Yeah, that's great. Like like I don't know. Like whereas I like I almost never encounter move decks. Like which unless like. Like, which is weird because I know they're everywhere. Like, I run into them a lot. They, I know. It's it, that's what I'm saying. They play against each other hysterically. I I know, and and Craven is just like I'm worth a million at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else? Anything else you want to highlight in 2022? I'm sure there's more, but I don't think we covered it all in this episode. <laughs> to do another part two of this. Oh, whatever. If we remember. Yeah, I mean, we're in charge. We get to decide. We, we, yeah, exactly. we can do a looking forward to 2023. That could have been a short segment at the end of this. That might be a good Or episode. it could be garbage time. Or it could just be garbage time. <laughs> Scott, how are you feeling? you have a little bit of garbage time in you? No, I'm dead. I've, dead? I've been dead for like 20 minutes. Well, in the next week or two, we might get together and do a garbage time, and it might be a look forward to 2023. So Yeah, it sounds good. There may yeah. be a garbage time waiting for you tomorrow when this episode comes like, out in tomorrow we finished this one and it's already 10 that's usually when we finish garbage time so <laughs> this is a extra long we uh, had a whole 90s. year to look back on and yeah, i didn't there was a COVID talk year about still, so. i want to say the interview with the vampire tv show <laughs> uh, no but i feel like i should have anyway this is the 90s <laughs> Listen, man, we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music. And the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something 
and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, we put in a lot of work on this website. Uh, if you do want to support us financially, we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there. But if you do want to support us financially, you can head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. Um, and if you don't want to support us financially, maybe you could just tell your friends about the show. And if you don't want to support us at all, I don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode. Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.